lives Let's travel the world together She can make it easy and in any kind of weather No TSA, no bad checks, no patting down She's talking from the skies and sending lots of feel-good sounds Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets Oh, she's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen She's wearing high heel shoes Got her wings on too You know I've never seen a better stew Oh Betty and the Jets Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase I'm Betty I'm a flight attendant for a major airline, and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots, and from traveling around the world. The music for this episode, I recorded in a music, in a music, (laughs) in a restaurant in Munich called Little London. And in this episode, we have stories about sweeties, farts, rent-a-cats, cons, apologies, glamour, and tortoises. Let's get on with the show. This comes from listener Keith. Many years ago, I was regularly flying into Wellington, New Zealand, which is one of the world's windiest cities. Therefore, landings can be, uh, fun. (laughs) At the time, I was not a great flyer, but I understood that if I never stopped looking at the seatbelt sign and leaned the exact opposite way the planes lean, all would be fine. I must emphasize that I did this the whole time from takeoff to landing. So one day coming into land, it was particularly windy and the landing was treacherous. And I was helping the pilot by gripping, staring and leaning with all my might. The flight attendant started handing out sweeties pre-landing, which is a tradition in New Zealand. I declined and explained my whole gripping, staring, leaning thing, and that therefore I couldn't take a sweetie. I think she found this humorous, or possibly viewed me as a nut job and one bump from panicking. This point is unclear. I also said that if I did have a sweetie, I would have picked a red one. Anyhow, a few minutes later, she came down the aisle and handed me an airsick bag. I had to take it, which was dangerous. It was a dereliction of my duties, but I'm British, so if the choice was possible death or being impolite, it was better to choose death. I then looked in the bag and saw it was full to the top with red sweeties. I was so overcome by the gesture, I forgot my duties and fear until we landed. I still can't work out if she was being friendly or trying to distract me from panicking and screaming something like, we're all going to (laughs) die. I choose to believe kindness. I got a group on for a massage. I like a massage. I hardly ever do it. I think it's been years. I don't know if I have, I think it's the way I grew up, grew up without much money and stuff. And it's like, that's for wealthy people. You know, you're not massage material. (laughs) You don't deserve a massage. (laughs) And also I usually don't have a lot of time, but I got a good deal and I get the massage, a place I've never been. It's a guy. Uh, you know, it's got the music playing, it's got the essential oils, it's good, everything's good. Um, and then he farted. And you got a lot of time when you're on a massage table. It's not like you're on your phone, you're not watching TV, you got a lot of thinking to do. And I was like, well, that was weird. Never had that happen before. Uh, and then he farted again. 
And I'm thinking, oh, he's got a bad stomach. You know, maybe he's got, what if he has to have diarrhea? Like, does he need to get out of here? Does he need to cut the massage short? I don't know. Um, uh, and I thought, oh, he's probably feeling so embarrassed. I feel, I'm keeping my eyes closed. I'm not paying attention. You know, I'm not making any noises or saying anything. Like, I knew him and I could make a joke about the farting. Uh, I didn't know what to do. So, and then I thought, maybe I should try to fart. <laughs> this, is, this is where your mind goes when you have like an hour on a table. And it's like, maybe he needs a sympathy farter. But I don't know how to fart on cue. I can burp on cue. So I thought, maybe I should burp. Would that make him feel better? And I thought, no, I don't. I, I think it's best to just ignore the whole thing, right? Just didn't happen. There was no farting. <laughs> Uh, so, and then I'm thinking, uh, there was one more, it was like two and a half, a little one after that. And then that was it. It was just two and a half farts. And, uh, after the last half one, I thought, well, maybe, you know, sometimes those like hippy dippy natural granola people think, you know, it's a bodily function. You shouldn't hold it in. Maybe that's part of the whole deal. I don't know, but it kind of was like harshing my massage mellow. What? You know far? <laughs> So I've had all this time here, <laughs> getting to know some neighbors. <laughs> I, I, I have a friend who's like, don't tell stories about this and don't post pictures. You're, you're going to be a cat woman. I'm not a cat woman, but I have at first, I didn't know if it was a stray cat. Um, there's cats in the area and uh, some people feed the stray cats, um, like in the parking lot, and uh, but none of them have been friendly. They're feral cats, so but this new cat uh, is like coming up and rubbing up against me and purring, and and it's a cute cat. So <laughs> it started visiting like a few times a day, and I'm ending up at the grocery store buying um, cat treats and cat toys and catnip. I was checking out one day, and I was like, I don't have a cat. <laughs> You know you're getting restless when when you're chatting up the grocery clerks talking about cats. <laughs> but this cat is weird. Uh, I couldn't figure out. It puts its paw up like a dog begging. It'll put one paw up and then put the other paw up, kind of like a little cat dance. And so um, one day, one of my neighbors who didn't used to have any contact with, he has a dog, like a pit bull on a leash. And I said, hey, do you know whose cat this is? And he was like, I don't know whose cat that is, but that's a weird cat. And I'm like, I know it's so funny. He goes, that cat gives my dog kisses and then jumps up on its back and rides the dog. <laughs> it's like an alpha cat. <laughs> so then I, I see another neighbor uh, and I say, uh, hey, do you know whose cat this is? And she's like, yeah, that's my cat. She ends up having five cats, and this cat, she just lets it roam outside, but it does have a home, which is good because I was worried. I thought, what if I'm feeding this cat, and then when I'm gone for a long time, the cat won't have any food, but the cat has a home. So this is like a perfect pet for me because it comes to visit, <laughs> and I don't have to clean up after it, and it, it'll take care of itself when I'm gone. And I, so I had to ask the owner, I'm like, hey, did you teach this cat? put its paw up when it's begging like a dog? And she said, oh no, he just imitates the dog. <laughs> Smart cat. Do you remember when we used to um, have board mail? Had these board mails. So you could send somebody in another base 
a, a letter or so you didn't have like email, but yeah, we didn't have email. Right. That's how old it is. We still had beepers. Board mail. It was called board mail. Company mail. Yeah. We had and so and we mail. had we had these slots, and you put. So I flew with this really nice guy who was a he was a pilot, and. He super nice, and we talked about what we like to read and who we like, and it's so Jimmy Buffett. So all these new Jimmy Buffett books came out. So we, I had, I was reading one, and then I handed, gave it to him, and then he, through board mail because he was up in Michigan somewhere. So but you had things in common. We had a lot in common. Yeah. I mean, it was he was super nice, but I didn't trust him. So you know, I, I was like, should I go out with him? Should I not? You know, I just couldn't. Right. He wanted me to come up to visit him, and I just, I was like, no, I don't think so. It's a little but so, exactly the same thing as you. <laughs> so, I really, I, I debated, and he, so he ended up sending me a book. This is weeks go by, and he's like, come up visit. I'd love to show you Michigan. I can't remember exactly where he lived, but, and I was like, I had one of his books, and I was reading it. And at night, I was like, should I go? Should I not go? So I decided I'm going to make a list. Pros right. and cons. Yeah. Numbered. So I, yes. So I put a, put a, you know, line down the middle. Should I? Should I not? Right. So my pros were really nice. Gentleman. Seems, you know, normal. Likes to be buffed. Not crazy. Have a lot in common. Yeah. Then the cons were... Well, you know he's going to get fat. <laughs> Why was that? Because he had a tiny, I just oh. kind of figured he was going to get round. I don't know. He was real cute, but I just, he has like tendency to become fat. <laughs> then, <laughs> this tendency is awful. To become fat. <laughs> I'm down, it was my own list. I mean, no, yeah. for nobody else right. to see. Yeah. And then I wrote, yeah, he probably has high expectations. Don't, you know, and that is not that's not on my radar right now. Probably wants to sleep with me. Yes. Don't want to do that. Um, that's why you're coming. To probably visit. is not a guy a relationship, long distance. So I wrote all these cons, and and then I went a little crazy too. You know, just kind of <laughs> stupid Making stuff. Yeah, <laughs> my list and my head. So and I was tired. I put the book away. Next day, I mailed the book. Oh my God. <laughs> You mailed tendency to get fat yes. to him by accident. <laughs> I never heard from him again. Oh my God! Can you imagine reading that list about yourself? Oh my gosh! I it's horrible. I it had no idea worse. where was... you were going with. <laughs> it was awful. For me, I think a lot of people uh, are thrilled to not go to work, but I my job and I like the flying and I like the camaraderie and I like the layovers and I like Europe so I got when I got back to work I had some fun people on my trip some people I really like I got on my layover and I was just kind of like I'm back baby I'm back <laughs> I don't know if anybody else would have been so excited to get back to pouring coke and coffee but I was <laughs> so my first trip back this is funny because a few things happened on the first trip back, which is nice, you know, for the podcast. <laughs> this lady, I'm like, I just been cleaning the bathrooms. You know, that's a real glamorous part of the job. But I was happy to be back to cleaning the bathrooms. I This must make me crazy. I was just happy to be 
back at work. So anyway, uh, I, I was cleaning. I came out of the bathroom, and this woman stops me and says, um, "Excuse me." I'm like, "Yes," and she's like, "Do you have any Vaseline?" And I'm like, "No." And she goes, well, my nose is really dry, and I could really, you know, I need to put some Vaseline in there. And I thought, mm, mm, that's really weird. I don't carry Vaseline, but if I did, that's a, an awfully personal thing to ask for. Can you imagine just, like, holding out your tub of Vaseline for her to put, stick her finger in and then put up her nose? I mean, oh. <laughs> so anyway, this wasn't, this didn't get directed at me, but I was on the other aisle, and, and um, me and my friend who were on this cart could kind of hear something going on in the other cart. So we only got bits and pieces. So we got the rest of the information when we got back to the galley. And she's like, oh, my gosh. She goes, there was a family. They had two kids. One was a baby. And um, the guy, the father, asked the girl on the other cart, on the beverage cart, uh, for breast milk. So she started laughing, you know, like, ha, 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 <laughs> And he goes, I'm not joking. And so she's like, well, we we don't have that. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me go back and get our stash of breast milk in the galley. I'm sorry. It's just such an odd request. So then she was thinking he must have asked for something else, but there's nothing else that sounds like breast milk. Uh, but what we heard on our side of the aisle was we heard uh, he was very serious. He was like, I'm not kidding. And first she said, like, oh, oh, you're kidding. And he was like, no, I'm not kidding. And we were like, well, something's, something's odd over there. Something's a little awkward. But, you know, when you ask for breast milk, that's awkward. I'm sorry if the last podcast was a little odd. But I wasn't flying or traveling, which are uh, the subjects of the podcast. <laughs> So I had to kind of put it together with spit and glue, and I made a big mistake. The pilots uh, doing bad things in the cockpit with the PA on story turns out it was a fake story. Oh, I had no idea. I would have never thought. I, it would have. It never occurred to me. Uh, another flight attendant showed me the article on her phone, and I made a note um, to look it up. And I looked it up, and uh, I I don't even know where you're supposed to check if a story's fake. So I'm sorry. That was that was bad. Well, this was fun. I was coming back from Germany, a nice crew. Uh, there was a uh, flight attendant who I've never met before, but I instantly liked her. You know, she's smart, pretty, funny, uh, quick to laugh, great laugh. Um, I can profile uh, who's like part of my tribe, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like her. So uh, luckily, we, the, um, while the other crew was on crew rest, we were... Uh, on duty together. And I always like when I have somebody good for a few hours. And uh, so I was, it was great. We were getting to know each other. Um, we were just talking. I was saying I do a lot of traveling. And uh, I said, um, I don't think we've ever flown together before because, you know, it can be many years. And she goes, no, I think we must have because you're very familiar. And I was thinking, I don't know. And, you know, I spend a lot of time in the lounge. So lots of times you could have just seen somebody. And uh, then we're talking and I mentioned that I was getting over a sprained ankle. Um, and uh, I, we were laughing. And then she goes, Hey, are you the podcast queen? 
<laughs> Sorry. It was so funny to me. I've never been called that, the podcast queen. It's in the song. I didn't write the lyrics to the song because I wrote lyrics to the song. And then my friend was like, that's crap. And he wrote it for me because I wouldn't call myself the podcast, a podcast queen. But it was so fun to be called a podcast queen. You know, great. And uh, she's like, oh, I listened to your show. That's why I was familiar to her. And she started putting it together, the traveling, the sprained ankle, <laughs> the laughing. So that was really fun. She said, oh, I've been listening for like a year and a half. This doesn't usually happen. And most of the time, I don't even mention the podcast on the trip. You know, the trip has its own momentum and I'm not going to make it all about me, you know. But because now she already knew this, she mentioned it to another flight attendant. And that flight attendant was like, oh, my God. I have a neighbor who has been asking me for months if I know this podcaster flight attendant. And he and I kept saying, I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about a podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, oh, come on, you got to look for her. <laughs> so it was kind of like a fun podcast, Betty in the Sky with the Suitcase rotation. Okay, here's a karma story. <laughs> Bad karma. I had really forgot about this. You know, I had my sprained ankle. But on the day before I sprained my ankle in Brussels, I was in the lounge. I spent all that time there before my commute. And there was a flight attendant, you know, old, close to 80, uh, sort of shuffling, kind of dragging a leg. And I said to another flight attendant on my trip, when I sprained my ankle, I said, boy, I hope I'm not here. You know, and I have to like... I can't walk and I have to drag a leg. Boy, talk about karma. Talk about smacking you right across the face. Look, you said that, you know, about this lady dragging her leg. And boom, the next day, down you go. Guess who's dragging a leg? <laughs> karma can be a, you know what. I would like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to go to Amazon.com anyway, because, you know, they have everything. You went to my website, BettyInTheSky.com, click through. It doesn't cost you anything. It supports the show. You can even bookmark it. And I like to see what people buy. This past month, somebody bought Character and Characters, The Spirit of Alaska Airlines, uh, Zesty Paws, Calming Soft Chews for Dogs, and somebody bought my book, Marjo the Only, the newest of the Tar series, and I know she bought it because she reviewed it, which is so nice. And this is from Daredevil Diva. She said, wow, I love this series. Every one of these books keeps me on the edge of my seat. All the characters cut to the chase, accelerating the questions we all wonder about ourselves. Oh, what a great review. Thank you, Daredevil Diva. I just love to get a review of the books. Uh, and you can also, if you want to check out some of the goodies I have available on Patreon, I've got like signed books, I've got audiobooks. Uh, you can go to www patreon.com slash Betty in the Sky. Thank you so much. Brand new. Yeah. Got out of training. We went straight to our base. I mean, yeah. straight. There was no, yeah, no five days right. or anything. So, no so my, my friend, my girlfriend and I, we go find a place and we have no, we have no time to even find a hotel. So we find this really nasty hotel that when you put coins in the bed, Oh it wiggles. Remember that? It vibrates. <laughs> it vibrates. Yeah, it was it was disgusting. Yeah. So and then cruise schedule called us, and they said, "Okay, um, I need to speak." And I was like, "Okay." And they were like, "Well, we're gonna send you 
flight leader. Oh my gosh, you're in charge for yeah. this trip? Yeah, your rotation, you're going to Dallas and to Harlingen. And I, all I heard was flight charge, leader, right. flight leader. Right. Never even flown a trip. Right. In Harlingen and Dallas. Charge. I'm in charge of a whole plane. Yeah. I have never, I don't even yeah. know what to do. Because yeah. we, you know, I know yeah. what to do in an emergency. I don't right. know what to do. Oh. I really didn't. You've never done it? Never. So, I, I'm like, I'm not sleeping all night. I cannot sleep. I am up all night. In the morning, I look like hell. I put myself together. Right. I pack my little scary. bag. Yeah, it was very scary. Pack my little bag. And I'm like, I can do this. I'm going to Harlingen. I'm going to Dallas. I'll be home at night. Yeah. I get to the airplane and everybody's like, oh, you're the flight leader. I'm like, yeah, I've never. Yeah. I mean, you don't understand. I'm already sweating, yeah. you know. And they're like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Where's your luggage? I was like, right here. You're holding up a little bag. I, had, I didn't even have an extra pair of underwear. So do you it was a three-day trip. Right, those are your layovers. Yes, I didn't know, but cut, we had know, we didn't right. know anything. Right. So we didn't have a computer back then. Not only up. did I not have clothes, okay, but I also was sweating because I was so nervous. Right. And everything you can imagine, like the whole crew played tricks on me. Like the, they, they would say, if I had to re read the weather, it said dribble, dribble, drizzle. <laughs> nervous and then after I said that I was like I could feel like hot flushes and sweat and panic panic then they had a guy from the airline that sat in first class and they told him to tell me he's a check rider oh my god now about pee myself yeah well bye so and then when we got off the plane and got to the crew van the captain was like yeah they were like where's your luggage I was like oh she travels light <laughs> and offered me his shirt to sleep in. I had nothing to you sleep nothing. in. I had no makeup. I had no underwear. I had no extra shirts. By the, so time, by the time I got home, I looked like hell. <laughs> I was like... But you made it. Yeah, and I have not yet, to this day, I have avoided flight leader. Really? Yeah. Have you not done it? Twice. Oh my gosh, so three times in your career? Wow, that's amazing. I wanted to say, just because um, when you were saying that you couldn't believe you were a flight leader, the first time I did it, I think I was 22, and I was like, mm -hmm. I still felt like a kid, and I was like, this, I'm in charge of this plane? These people are crazy. Like, why? How, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, it shouldn't be in charge of anything. <laughs> Somebody said, oh, you're a rookie, and then I didn't know what rookie meant, because right. that was not my native language. Right. And I was like, rookie? <laughs> now, what is that? <laughs> Am I a flight leader? Am I a rookie? I'm like... So I had uh, a sister visiting here, and um, we were going out to dinner, and I was wearing my favorite wide-leg palazzo pants. So, I mean, it we're talking extremely wide-leg. I like the wider the leg, the better. It's just, like, more dramatic. And... Uh, she said, oh, I like your pants. And I said, oh, yeah, these are my uniform pants because I wear them everywhere. You know, I take them on every trip. This is my third pair of them. I call them my uniform because I wear them all the time. And so she gave me a strange look. And I, I thought that was clear. But, you know, lots of times you think 
since you know what you're talking about, you assume the other person knows what you're talking about. And then, you know, I got my whole ankle problem and uh, I have like, I have so many different braces. <laughs> braces and sleeves and compression this and wraps. I, I've got so many ankle accoutrements. <laughs> But uh, I was saying how, oh, yeah, I can't wear this. Um, it's like a compression brace. You know, it just kind of supports it. It's kind of nice to wear just, you know, while it's healing. And um, I said, oh, you know, I won't be able to wear it at work. And she's like, why not? So this is we're talking later um, after another night. And I said, well, you can't wear anything like that. You can't wear a brace. And uh, and I also only wear dresses. I don't even have uniform pants. And then she gave me this weird look again. And she said, you were wearing your uniform pants. I don't. I, I didn't even purchase the uniform pants because I never wear pants. And she's like, you were wearing them the other night at dinner. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I meant uniform pants because I wear them so often. It's like my uniform, like my layover uniform. And uh, she thought I meant that I was wearing my airline uniform pants out to dinner, which would be very odd. And then I had said I wear them everywhere. <laughs> Can you imagine how strange it would be if I wore my airline uniform pants everywhere? <laughs> You know, sometimes you just get your wires crossed. So this is an interesting, serendipitous, kind of sad, but uh, fascinating story. A nice flight attendant told me, and I must not hit record. I can be such a dumbo sometime. Dumbo, dumbo, dumbo. <laughs> um, but she said she was on a trip, and unfortunately, an older gentleman died. And he was a standby passenger, and he was the father of a... Uh, flight attendant for the same airline. Uh, she did not know this flight attendant. And then a few months later, uh, she had been wondering, you know, should she contact the flight attendant? What would she say? She didn't know, you know, and she was telling that she was rerouted. Uh, there was bad weather. They had to work an extra day. And then a whole bunch of people were deadheading on a flight trying to get back to their base, you know, uh, a day later than they're supposed to be home. And she had told this other flight attendant she was working with this story about, unfortunately, this gentleman dying who was a father of another flight attendant. And um, she had told the name to this other flight attendant. And then there's all these flight attendants on this plane. And the other flight attendant that she told this story to saw another flight attendant's ID and recognized the name that she had just told her. I mean, that's a crazy coincidence that she would remember the name, that this girl would happen to be on this flight. So then the friend of that flight attendant tells the girl that's telling me, she's like, oh, my gosh, my gosh, the girl you were talking about whose father died on your flight is on this plane. I saw her name on her ID. Just the fact that she saw her name on her ID. Like, I never read anybody's name on their ID. Uh, so this nice flight attendant who's telling me the story went up to the girl and said, um, you know, I'm so sorry, but I was on the flight. And apparently this, and she's like, if you want to talk. And um, apparently this flight attendant had been carrying around a book with the names of these flight attendants who had been on the flight and wanted to contact them, but was afraid to bother them. Or she was, and so she was upset. And she said she just really needed to know, like everything that happened. And it was like closure for her. And she was so thrilled that she ended up on the same plane and that this other flight attendant saw her name. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's crazy. It really is serendipitous, uh, odd, and touching. Get what you want. 
so I was on the crew van. I was glad to be back on the crew van. I like to make everybody laugh. <laughs> I like to tell stories. And because uh, I said um, I did know a few of the people on the trip, and uh, I was talking about how weird it was for me to be out for so long, and I was talking about that cat. Remember the cat? <laughs> my rent-a-cat. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I got a rent-a-cat. And I'm telling the story and I'm saying, oh, you know, he's weird. And he rides the dog and he puts his paw up. And then my friend stops me and goes, you can rent a cat? (laughs) She thought I was just calling it a -a (laughs) rent-a-cat. As far as I know, there's not a -a rent-a-cat service. But, you know, it is now, you know, with the sharing community, you can share quite a few things. So I have my Shared rent a cat. Okay, so this happened a long time ago? Uh, yeah. Okay. He was mad because I was mad because I ignored him uh, the whole flight and I only saw him when he deplaned. He got me mixed up with another flight attendant. Oh. But wrote me a bad letter. Well, you maybe you did ignore him. Because <laughs> he didn't. You didn't have any contact with him. Dickweed. <laughs> I might be rare, but I still think there is glamour to the flight attendant job. A lot of people feel like it's all gone, but I don't. You know, I get to go to Munich or Paris. To me, that's still glamorous. I guess it's all your perspective. But listener Steve sent me this video of, like, the day in the life of a flight attendant back in the actual glamour days. And here's some clips from that. Pat Rossiter has a job that many girls dream about. She's an air hostess, one of well over a thousand employed on British Airlines. She's got used now to the half-curious, half-envious glances of women doing more routine jobs. After all, there's some excuse for thinking that an air hostess has a glamorous life, a life of travel, excitement, and perhaps romance. Well, our flight to Rome will take us three hours, ten minutes, flying at 23,500 feet. Yes, sir. We'll be carrying 63 passengers, including five children. Yes. And don't forget, keep the bar closed until we're well across the channel. Uh, we should be on the ground for one hour at Rome to refuel before continuing to Benghazi, which will take a further three hours. Thank you. Do any questions? Yes, sir. How do you like your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> the day before the flight, hostesses check the stores they'll need. Two bar boxes. Yes. Linen. Yes. Blankets 30. That's right. Pillows 60. Yes. And six oxygen sets. Yes, that's right. Uh, three maps and the first aid. Yes. Publicity. Yes. Service trays 2. Yes. Tea towels, dishcloths and soda slides. Yes. Um, soap. Soap powder. Yes. Aerosol. Fresh air. Cotton yes. wool. Yes. Serviettes. Paper yes. cups. Oh, paper cups from the Oh, thank you. Barley sugar. Baby food. Yes. Biscuits. Bovril. Yes. Sauce, tomato sauce. Yes. Salad cream. Yes. Pickled onions. Yes. Salt and pe- salt and pepper. Yes. And soup assorted. Yes. And sick bags. Check sick bags. Of course, it's not all gin and whiskey that's served. Some passengers like something with more kick in it. Yes, a hostess must expect to be a barmaid, a nursemaid, a cook, and waitress on every flight. And with so many children travelling. A touch of the school teacher might help too. Then there's the crew to be looked at. On long flights, the pilots like to be served with coffee or something to eat every half hour to break the monotony. This flight takes 11 hours. But away from the airport, time off in Benghazi can be fun. 
most crews spend their leisure time together, and some companies provide a yacht for them to use. These moments are all too short, and soon it's time to return home to London Airport. But tomorrow, who knows? She may be off to Paris or Rome, Singapore or Cape Town, or even to Manchester. She's ready to go anywhere to cope with any situation, always with the same quiet, cool confidence. Yeah, so even though I do think there's still some glamour today, there's no yachts. Not a yacht anywhere. No yachts. Yachts. Nope, never seen a yacht. So it's kind of odd that I have a podcast because apparently I'm a bad communicator. (laughs) I think there's three stories in this podcast about me assuming people know what I'm talking about when they do not. So I... I just, I must assume that they know things that they don't. So I got this, um, I don't know if you want to call it fan art, but I loved it. Gareth uh, drew me a picture about this story, uh, and I liked that story about a girl. I had flown with her a few times and hadn't gone with the crew because I was doing things. I'll, like, be going out looking for music to record for the podcast, or sometimes, you know, I can, some story will happen, or I'll sit somewhere and write in the books. I basically have stuff to do. So I had said, like... Um, Oh, I have some work to do on the podcast. And I had also told her before that I do the audiobooks and the um, and the podcast in the closet because it's better acoustics for the volume and noise and stuff because of the clothes. But she said to me when I was in the lounge, uh, are you going to be hanging out in your closet in your hotel room again? And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't hang out in my hotel room closet. <laughs> I recorded my home closet, which is like a walk-in closet. So she had been for two trips picturing me recording. Like, I don't know, you'd have to like squat. There's no room in hotel room closets. You know, there's usually like a sliding mirror in front of it. I'd have to like, it'd be hard to get in there. But that's how she had pictured me. So then this listener, Gareth, drew me a picture of a hotel room closet with me in it. It's going to be for the picture for the podcast. I just thought that was so nice. This comes from a new listener named Margaret. When I saw your name was Thesky, I wanted to know what part of the world that name came from. Never found that information, but thought you might get a kick out of what it said about the name Thesky. Of course, it could just be a fun name you took for yourself, but it actually has a meaning. The sky. The name of Thesky creates an overly sensitive nature which causes you to sense and feel far more than you understand or put into words. You have a deep artistic and creative side which shows through a love of music and literature. Writing is a more natural mode of expression for your deeper thoughts and feelings than the spoken word. That's quite interesting. Uh, You have the ability to concentrate and work intently on anything which holds your interest true. However, you prefer to avoid routine, monotony, and menial tasks. True. You enjoy the out-of-doors. True. And find great peace and relaxation from beauty and harmony of nature. True, true, true. Others find it difficult to understand you. Could be true. Your feelings tend to build up within you, and if you cannot release them through a creative, constructive channel... You could suffer with frustration, moods, and much inner turmoil. So, yes, actually, that's all very interesting about uh, the name Thesky, the sky. <laughs> I had a, I had somebody ask me, uh, I think it was that, wow, that was a long time ago when I did those few book signings. And somebody said, um, what nationality is Thesky? Because it sounds Polish, if you ask me. But uh, I said, oh, yeah, it's from uh, Airplanistan. <laughs> 
This flight attendant was telling this story uh, as we were sitting on the jump seat. We were talking about embarrassing things and uh, stupid stuff we've done. And she said, oh, you know, I got into my hotel room in Amsterdam. And, you know, you know, after like 12 hours of standing and the pressurization, uh, she said she took off all her clothes and she laid down on the bed. And the first thing she likes to do is put her feet straight up in the air, you know, to help with your circulation and let the blood flow the other way. After all that standing, it's good for varicose veins. And so she's feeling good. You know, the day's done. She's got her feet up. She starts doing some exercises with her legs, like moving them, like scissoring them around, opening them up, you know, opening up her hips, feeling good. And then she looks over and realizes her hotel room door is wide open and she's naked, <laughs> legs in the air. She said she couldn't believe she had not shut the door. So she bolted to the other, like... <laughs> to the floor on the other side of the bed and then scooted like on all fours to shut the door and was like, oh, oh. I mean, somebody, somebody on her crew could have walked by when she was naked, spread eagle on the bed. Well, that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together. And I'm so glad that I'm traveling again. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Hey, kids, when you fly together, she'll tell you where she's been and tell you where she's going. You'll have some fun, so why not come along? So fasten for takeoff and the signal is strong Oh, Betty, in the sky, have you heard her yet? She loves traveling, there's no doubt Betty and the Jets Oh, she's weird and wonderful Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen